0: Hey everyone, how's it going? Welcome to another awesome episode of the Duke Pod. I hope everyone is feeling great. It is looking very much like fall, which is beautiful, but those warm, nice days are pretty much gone. Uh, Honestly, yesterday I think I went for a walk with my daughter for a bit and the sun came out. I think it was like 15 degrees. And I was like, ah, please, just stay on my back. (laughs) Stay on my back as long as possible. I actually was able to take off my sweater and uh, walk around in a t-shirt. My daughter was a month and a half, almost two months now. Uh, She is just down to fall asleep anytime she's in motion. So any walk, any drive, um, boom, she'll fall asleep. And my wife keeps saying that she doesn't sleep during the day. Uh, A lot of times I'm out of the house. Uh, She just gives me the rundown of what happened. And uh, when I took her for a walk, she slept for a full hour. Like we walked for... I think we walked for longer than that. I think we walked for like almost two hours because we went, got groceries as well. I'm trying to, trying to get on a new diet, so I bought uh, egg whites. <laughs> I had them this morning. I actually um, reminded myself, I watched a video about the basic techniques of making eggs. And uh, obviously, I make eggs like 100 times a year or something like that. Um, at least 80, I would say. My son loves eggs, so even if you want to make him a snack, boom, hard-boiled egg. And, uh, I was like, hmm, they had a few techniques in there, like rolling a hard-boiled egg, putting it in ice after and just rolling it like with your hands that, uh, I never thought of because it is annoying to peel a hard-boiled egg, especially, uh, when you want to, you got to peel one for your kids and then you're hungry and you want to peel one for you. And then by the time you get to yours, they're already finished their egg and they want another one. And you're like, ah, <laughs> so yeah, so I tried a different way of, uh, scrambling my, uh, my eggs slightly differently, and uh, yeah, it turned out really nice. Uh, I was really happy with it, so <laughs> back to basics sometimes. That's just the way it is. Uh, speaking about children, uh, I know this is a real estate podcast show, uh, and if you guys are looking to get your quick children fix, uh, I will mention it just because, no, I have two, I mean, why not? I mean, you know, sure, we do a lot of real estate, but we're also humans, right? And we have day-to-day lives and struggles like anyone else. Well, I'm not just struggles. I mean more positive stuff, but you get the picture, right? So last night, uh, my son, who's three and a bit now, uh, just over three, he's learning, and I think learned to potty train at this point. Uh, So he woke us up at like three in the morning to tell us that he went pee in his little toilet in his room on his own, taking off his uh, pajamas and everything, and uh, that's great. We'd rather he do that than pee in the bed, because <laughs> that's a lot more work. However, now he wants to he wants to be rewarded. He wants some yogurt or some nuts, and he knows all the words for that. So uh, he's like, "Let's go downstairs. Let's get some yogurt." So well, I'm like, "No, please, no." <laughs> the little one's already waking us up enough. Uh, <laughs> so he, he, yeah, he got he got his yogurt and stuff, and read him some stories, and that took half an hour out of my Middle of the night, but uh, good for him, you know. I'd rather him be uh, going on the potty and waking us up than uh, than uh, not a, than, than going in the bed. But you know, I'd rather him just going on the potty and then jumping in bed. So I, I think I read that I'd have to weed out the um, the super excited phase where I'm like, "Oh, great job! You went to the bathroom!" Like every time, I'm just gonna be like, "Okay, great, you did your job." Good. Let's move on. Let's uh, build this uh, Lego or whatever, or let's go for a walk. So I'm starting to do that. So let's hope that uh, kind of settles him down. Although you know, him just going to the potty like on his own middle of the night is newish. So I mean, sure, give him his moment, right? Uh, today's episode is uh, going to be um, a little bit different than that, but it is kind of on the topic of being prepared. We're going to talk about the week before closing. So I'll tell you what what I mean by that. Basically, when someone buys a home, uh, typical closing dates are around 60 to 90 days after closing. Um, You know, they could be 30 days. I had a deal that's closing uh, next week uh, that was just 30 days. Uh, They had their finance. When it's it's 30 days, you need to really make sure you have your financing in order, you're ready to go, um, and you can close that quickly. Um, Yeah, so it's definitely possible. It's not a problem. I think some people can close as early as 15 days um, is possible, um, but, uh, yeah, I would say 60 to 90 days, so, I had a family buy a house here in Milton, yeah, the house, we got a good deal in the house, because it wasn't, like, the nicest house, you know, the paint could be better, some of the, you know, things in the house could be better, um, but it was still a double car garage detached house, under a million in Milton, where the cheapest one after that is, like, a million twenty-five, so we're talking about like, yeah, you spent 5000 on the paint and you're roughly uh, the same as a dollars Not bad, right? Okay, so this is the reality, right? So uh, they spend their, uh, whenever you buy a house, you traditionally have two revisits on the home. Uh, you can go one time, anytime to go into the house, uh, show family, um, take measurements. If you have tenants that you want to get in the house, you can show them at the time. A lot of people um, can get quotes as well from different contractors and painters, and that's what these people did. And I explained to them that we should save the last visit for the day before. And this is, and you're going to find out why. Uh, This is a good example of that, right? Um, So they decide that they would rather just get some more quotes, right? And uh, that's, that's fair, it is fair. Uh, But you have to kind of weigh which do you think is better, right? Um, So they get some more quotes on a second visit uh, like a month before and then uh, I remind them about a week before hey You know what? I know we're only allowed two visits, but let's call them and see if we can have a third visit and Sometimes they'll allow that now they didn't allow it because you know everyone's moving the day before or whatever it is Um, But here's where it gets really interesting if Something happens in the house. Let's say the dishwasher stops working the day before, and um, or they leave a bunch of stuff in the house, and you go there and you see it. It is now a legal issue. Your real estate agent cannot really do anything about it. I know he's working for you, but I can't other than calling them and being. I don't even have the the other the cooperating people's numbers most of the time. So other than calling the agent and hoping the agent's willing to help us out there's not much you can do but what you can do is uh let's say a dishwasher is not working the day before it is still the vendors the seller's responsibility to fix that dishwasher for us so otherwise what the lawyer can do is if they don't have time to fix it to get someone to fix it they can hold back a certain amount of money from the sale Uh, so from the because the money is being transferred from the buyers to the sellers right then they can hold back like five hundred dollars or fifteen hundred or whatever and sometimes if the sellers just can't get it done they may forfeit that money which therefore you can pay for the repairs right now if you go like two weeks before the closing uh, that's where it becomes a bit of an issue because things could happen before that or the sellers could have a whole bunch of furniture that you know they ran out of time and you know let's be honest a lot of people plan poorly <laughs> so everyone thinks they can get stuff done until last minute comes around. Um, so let's talk about what happened here. So these guys uh, close a deal on a Friday. First of all, never close a deal on a Friday because if there's issues, the lawyers are now closed. They're they're done for the weekend. Um, you won't you may not hear from them until Monday, and by then that's gonna be uh, you know it's gonna suck. <laughs> so they close the deal on Friday. Uh, apparently the sellers are still there and they're still got ton of stuff in the house. Uh, my buyers are sympathetic. They say, okay, take your time, whatever. Uh, they call me on Saturday morning. So first mistake, they don't call me right away. Because if they call me right away, like Friday at 5 o'clock, I would say, hey, tell your lawyer right now to issue some kind of, tell them what happened. Maybe the lawyer will issue some kind of statement or say, hey, get your stuff out of there. You guys got 24 hours or, you know. Get the got junk people to throw the stuff out like everything. Yeah, sure it will cost them like $1,500 to get them throw it out, but that's shouldn't be the buyers responsibility Now the problem with this is that once the money is transferred So once the closing is done typically the money transferred around I would say on average like 4 p.m. Of that day so later into the afternoon um, late afternoon and you go get the keys and then you go open the door and there's your brand new house. Uh, once somebody's transferred, it's extremely difficult to get anything done because the sellers get their money and they could just poof. They could just leave. They can disappear. Um, what are we going to do? We can't hold back any money because we've already given them all, right? So th- keep this in mind that the most important thing you could do is go a day before. Uh, and I'm going to give you guys some tips. So the day before, closing make sure you check all the appliances test them out test out the furnace test out the air conditioner like everything test it out okay and then test out everything in the house look around make sure there's no like um major issues like um uh you know things just hanging around lots of garbage anywhere stuff like that take pictures of that and then send it to your lord. And on the day of the closing, ask your lawyer for the sellers to send pictures that the place is 100% vacant, that it's cleaned up. Okay, make sure that if it isn't to hold the to hold the money, and or, or at least what they advise, right? Every lawyer is different, but uh, just like every real estate agent, every person is different, but what they advise. But this is fundamentally super important. If you go the day before, everything's basically cleaned up or everything's in boxes, but like it looks pretty good, like people are gonna move the day of typically uh, okay great Um, you gotta get a good feeling that it's gonna be good to go however if you see anything suspicious then at least the least you can do is tell your lawyer hey I found this here's some pictures what should we do about it because we're closing tomorrow okay so I had I'll tell you about this situation actually I'll finish up this this story so they end up calling me Saturday morning show me all the pictures everything and I say hey email your lawyer right away and uh you know ended up turning out that when i talked to the other agent that uh, both buyers and sellers had made some kind of verbal agreement on the spot that they'd give them more time and the sellers would come back a little later and clean everything up and okay great um but they were calling me complaining that they may not come back so there might have been some uh, misunderstanding and finally they did come back um You know, and they said everything was fine, but, like, they ended up having to throw a bunch of stuff out of the house themselves. They were complaining that this isn't their job and uh, so forth, right? So, yeah, unfortunately, that stuff does happen, okay? Um, And the only way to try to – it's even a little bit difficult to guarantee uh, to get rid of stuff, uh, but for sure to tell your lawyer as soon as possible before the money is transferred. That's uh, the best chance you have of either one, making sure the sellers do their. Of one, making sure the sellers complete their responsibilities of selling and removing everything uh, and leaving the place in broom swept condition, or two, withholding some money on the purchase that. If there's stuff left behind and you need to get rid of it then you could therefore hire professionals just throw it out <laughs> right uh, or keep it if it's good but <laughs> chances are it's gonna be crap so don't give your hopes up um, I got two two quick stories here uh, that'll give you some examples when uh, my wife and I bought um, a house in Hamilton years ago um, basically they uh, they were still in the home and they obviously were not prepared at all like you can tell these people were of that ilk that they weren't really uh prepared just hanging out chilling in life and uh, there was still a lot of stuff to throw out so we kind of made a deal with them i think they gave us like some money like 400 and they get to stay an extra day and throw stuff out um also they had some beds now this this was an investment property for us so uh, at the time we were like okay yeah we'll keep the beds guys do not keep any old beds (laughs) because um one is that once those people left we were just stuck there with some old stinky beds uh let me tell you i wouldn't want to sleep on them myself or even any maybe my worst enemy to sleep on those old stinky beds and i have to throw them out myself like carry them out of the house myself go to the dump and yeah okay if you're someone that's like yeah you know what i don't mind like Lifting weights and doing random like crossfit or something like that, then I'll throw some mattresses out of a house and carry them to the dump. Sure. But most of us are not going to be up for crossfitting with random furniture. So what we should have done is we should have told the lawyer right away, hey, they they have all this stuff. Please get them out. Because the $400, honestly, I don't even know if we broke even because by the time you take it to the dump, there's a weight allowance. You probably have two or three loads of them. It probably cost us like five, six hundred dollars to get rid of that. I even asked the, some 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 gentleman I know with a truck. and I have to pay him per hour to like take the stuff and throw it out and then clean up the place? Like it was probably a lot of work, right? And you think about like your uh, your time too, right? Like you you work. So if you if you count how much money you would make per hour, like it would be more costly in that end, right? it's not kind of like a hypothetical, but it is, it is legit, right? Cause people spend, pe- that's why people, even if some people know how to do certain things, they pay other people to do it because the time at work could be uh, just is, is more, it, it makes more sense for them, right? To make, earn money with the job that they specialize in and then pay someone a, a smaller fee to do something that they specialize in that would otherwise take them a lot longer. So don't do that, right? The, the other story uh, about, a similar situation like this um was uh we had our client uh years ago and they bought a bungalow in the milton area and we went we did actually go back the day before but i remember not testing the dishwasher this is at the beginning of my career uh, i remember we tested the oven and stuff like that what ended up happening is that and to this day i i don't really know why it happened Uh, My only guess is that they had some contractor come in, do some work for them, and then they didn't pay him. So the contractor came back, and he cut the cord of the dishwasher. (laughs) You know how hard it is to replace that cord through the walls and everything? Um, Actually, I I think what it was is not only was it cut, but there was no... Like, it just wasn't even to the panel, I think. I think it just was like a loose piece of... uh, uh, wiring uh, so this i think this is like even a worst case scenario than the first two i told you guys because now um we actually have to to get the dishwasher to work we actually have to call an electrician to uh wire the thing and he could be putting holes in the wall to to get that wire all the way to the panel and then there's patching involved like this is this is easily be like a 500 dollar job maybe even more uh, and i think there was an issue with the air conditioner so since that time I've always made a note to test everything out, and make sure you save your one visit to the day before, uh, so you don't have any crazy surprises. You know, can you imagine buying a house for like a million dollars and these like dumb issues? You can't even like enjoy it. You start like, uh, you know, and there are moments where sometimes the buyers uh, take it out on me or something like that. But I have to be professional. I have to explain to them that this isn't. A real estate issue at the day before closing all I can do is to put us in the best circumstance to prevent these issues but it is a legal issue only your lawyer can handle it because then it has to do with closing arrangements and money all right these are the two things so keep those things in mind Uh, now to wrap up this uh, this session I'm gonna tell you guys about some of the things you should do when once you purchase the home that retain to closing now a lot of times uh, people get their home insurance last minute like the week before closing uh, I don't recommend that uh, why I mean it's it's doable it's just that you're gonna forget things about the house that the insurance company is gonna ask you and it's gonna be a little bit easier so for example when you go to purchase a home when you go to purchase a home okay you haven't even signed the offer you say "Philip, I wanna buy this home um, and I'm gonna show you all the information about the house the history of the house how old the roof is you know the comparables everything like that right so the, this stuff is fresh in your head. You know exactly what the square footage is, the age of the home. Uh, we will know what type of wiring is in the house. We know what type of plumbing is in the house. And if you buy that home and then you call the insurance company, they're going to ask you these questions. How old is the roof? How old is this? Does it have electrical uh, copper wiring? Does it have Celtic plumbing? Or does it have regular PPC pipe plumbing or just copper plumbing? And you'll know uh, most of them so you can just get it done one shot easy get you a nice home insurance it is a requirement for your mortgage most of the time um, if not all the time unless it's a certain condominium that already has insurance built into the condo fees um, or something like that so yes if you do it last if you do it last minute it's uh, it's gonna be a little more stressful It's doable but I recommend doing it as soon as you finalize your purchase Um, or you know if you if you're selling a home then just call your insurance company Let them know that uh, you're going to be closing the house at a certain time. And if you're buying a new property, you can just uh, get that done at that time and say, hey, uh, we're transferring our insurance to this uh, house. Here's the information, blah, blah, blah. What questions do you have? Oh, it's fresh in my head. Yay, I remember it. The other thing is that a lot of times lawyers, um, I think, I don't think lawyers, real estate lawyers do that good of a job of reminding clients that, they are not the ones that are going to call the utility companies and register the utilities on your name. Only the vendor, only the buyer can register the utilities on their name. So it is actually something you can do a week before without any issue. Um, You know, I mean, the the thing is, like, if you forget, like, you may not have power in the house, right? (laughs) Nothing like uh, having pizza uh, after moving everything in a cold, dark house. Um, so you don't want that uh, what I recommend is uh, at least two weeks before the closing call all the utility companies you can ask me your realtor you can ask your realtor whatever it is to what are all the utility companies typically per city there's they're pretty common uh, you may also have to register the hot water tank if it is a rental so get that done uh, <laughs> what I really like about the last the visit on the last day is that I ask the people okay home insurance is done now, I've asked them before, but you want to just verify. It's like a checklist. Just check, 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 check. Okay, your uh, your utilities, your gas is taken care of. Shh, your water, shh, you know, your hydro. Okay, great. Your hot water tank is registered, because you want things to go smoothly, right? Everyone buys an expensive house. Uh, you know, everyone. It's relative what expensive means for the buyer, but I mean, most people are spending all their money on a purchase for most of the time, right? so it is a huge deal it's very important so you want to close it as smoothly as possible so please guys go the week before go the day before save that one visit make sure the dishwasher works make sure the air conditioner works make sure all the appliances are working make sure the place looks good you can ask your lawyer for to get pictures from the sellers that the place is 100 vacant unless you specifically ask them to leave something and they agreed and that happens all the time like uh, no, I have another deal right now where they left some patio furniture and the buyers are super excited and they're like, well, actually we can leave our patio furniture. And then the buyers of their house are really excited. So everyone is fine with that. Get it in writing. So by text message or uh, email is best uh, that yes, they did want this and it is fine. So we have some kind of record of it. Don't do it verbally. Okay. If you say, Hey, do you want something? Or if you call um some person and you say hey do you want us to leave this the paint or do you want us to leave this um and they say yes well then after that send an email and get them to confirm by email just to have a, a paper trail of it and uh if the lawyer ever asks or anyone asks right so make sure you go the day before uh, make sure everything's working everything's good looking nice um do your home insurance right after the sales final um, uh, you may be finalizing a mortgage at that point but uh, just get it done um, or get the quotes ready to go so that they have your file uh, and then yeah about two weeks before you want to call all the utility companies to register a new account on the day you're closing your new house uh, not the week before not the week uh, after but the day of and they will take care of that for you so I don't think you normally don't get your first bill to like 30 days or a month after so yeah <laughs> you will have some time uh, also for new owners As uh, the first story I told you with the buyers in Milton, they are brand new owners. A few of the family members went together to buy their first home. So congratulations to them. I think now, after all the junk is out, they're super excited. I did tell them that Town of Milton has a bulk pickup, if you call them. So at least if the the crap that they had to throw in front of their house, they will come and pick it up later in the week. So, um, you know, there's... light at the end of the tunnel for them but i think now they're really enjoying it now they're buying their first home uh he was telling me that uh you know the paint they're doing painting and this and that and blah blah blah. i don't know they have a lot of ideas about the vision of the house and they were like oh man everything's adding up it's getting expensive and i was like hey man you're a homeowner now you got a budget now now you have a mortgage uh this is life you you gotta have fun right so don't overdo it guys uh I think one of my favorite stories ever was uh, when Hazel McCallion, the old, uh, she's quite old now, so I meant uh, the most recent mayor in Mississauga, uh, right now it's Bonnie, so it's a different one, but, um, but she was she was there for like 30 plus years, and she got to like 91 before she left the office, but she built a huge central library in uh, in a Square One area, which is the central part of Mississauga, and for the whole first year, there wasn't a single book in the library. Because it wasn't in the budget that year, so she was a genius mayor. She waited next year until she had the budget to put the books in and whatever the staff, whatever. Um, but she didn't have to borrow money. So you, as homeowners, don't forget that if you have all these grand ideas how to make your home the best place you possibly want to be, um, that's fantastic. So do it whenever you are comfortable, financially and otherwise. Uh, don't do everything too much at once, otherwise the uh, mortgage payments are going to start niffing you in the butt, uh, and uh, you're not going to live life. You don't want to be house poor, right? <laughs> that's what we want to avoid. I think that's what the government's been trying to do for a long, long time. Um, and, uh, you know, we're lowering the interest rates just to try to keep that going too. But anyways, keep those things in mind. Hopefully you enjoy my tips. I actually am surprised because I got a bit of a scratchy throat that I was able to get through this whole, uh, uh, this whole podcast. Uh, my wife and I have a joke that, you may have a scratchy throat, which in my opinion, you're like 99.9% healthy. You just, your throat's slightly off. <laughs> I know she'll tell you otherwise that that may be uh, something that you can consider taking a day off work, but that's that's not happened for me. <laughs> a scratchy throat means I'm good to go. Let's go, guys. So hopefully you enjoy this episode and uh, have yourself an awesome week. Episode 10, let's go.